Independent Business Podcast is brought to you by HoneyBook, the all-in-one platform for anyone with clients. Book clients, manage projects, and get paid faster all with HoneyBook. You can use the code podcast to get 20% off your brand new account and let business flow your way. The journey to success is never linear. There are lots of ups and downs, but the key to building a sustainable business is learning how to adapt and innovate. That's why I'm so excited to have videographer and podcast host Alberto Mendoza on the show. In the midst of the pandemic, Alberto decided to take the leap and fully invest in his business. That investment led to him hitting six figures in his first year, and he is just getting started. We talk about how learning to adapt and innovate can be one of the best ways to make sure that your business is here tomorrow. So let's get into the episode. Hey, everyone. This is your host, Akua Kanadu, and you're listening to the Independent Business Podcast. More people than ever are working for themselves and building profitable businesses in the process. So on this show, I get to sit down with some of the most influential authors, entrepreneurs, and creators to break down the science of self-made success so that you can achieve it too. Hello, hello, Alberto. How are we doing today? I am doing fantastic here in the West Coast. How are you doing? Just splendid. <laughs> nice. Love that. I love the energy. I love the energy so yes. far. Yes. Oh, I am so stoked for this conversation. So let's just hop on into it because I'm so interested to hearing more about your story and just hearing some key strategies of how you've grown your business. But you hit six figures within the first year of your business, which is just amazing and and in the middle of a pandemic. So what were some of the major things that you learned throughout that journey? Like most, uh, I've been consuming your guys' podcast uh, for a while now. And like most uh, entrepreneurs or business individuals, I it kind of fell onto this accidentally. I Long story short, I was in the medical field for six years trying to do videography or just doing videography for fun after looking at a GoPro commercial that inspired me to pick up a camera. Went halfsies with my brother. We got the GoPro Hero 3. I remember it's like 300 bucks and that was like super expensive back then for us. And uh, yeah, I eventually quit my job, traveled for six months. And as I came back, I knew I wanted to do videography. Landed on a local real estate boutique company here in San Diego. And uh, I was there pretty much all around main go-to guy doing content creation, editing, posting. So I learned a ton while getting paid uh, and I thought I was living the dream. And then as we know, the pandemic happens. Um, while I was working with that boutique company, I was still doing my side hustle um, because there was cases where I would take on gigs that would pay me way more than the actual eight hours being in the office, um, especially if we weren't filming. So I would have to like call out sick if I knew I had a bigger gig to, to play or whatever. Uh, and so uh, once the pandemic happened and I was forced to walk away, I still kept in contact with those individuals that I worked with. And uh, as you guys probably know, everything went virtual, all the content went virtual. So it was like a boom for content creators. And so I just capitalized on that. And uh, somehow, I still don't even know how, but I was able to hit six figures, which to me was like insane, especially for me. That was a huge milestone for me. I've been eyeing that number for a long time, especially since I didn't technically graduate college. I thought that was a huge milestone for me. And it was like one of the best days of my life. Oh, I love that so much because yes, it started off as a side hustle, but you were putting in the work. You were doing what it is that you needed to do. You were already creating a sustainable business. So then when something unexpected happened, 
you were like, all right, here we go. And you really created that foundation that really just skyrocketed you to that financial milestone, which is huge. And so just thinking about your journey, what were some key strategies that you tried that really impacted your growth? I was pretty much repurposing content for for social media purposes. So if I had a long form interview that I did with some of the uh, previous work that I did, I would chop off a three to four minute piece of content and I would just make micro content. For example, like reels, I would do 30 to 45 seconds of bites and I would just add it to my social media and I would just repurpose that almost daily and just posting a bunch of content. So it made me look like I was booked and busy. So like the people that are consuming the content, they by default think I'm booked and busy, but they probably don't know that maybe I wasn't working at that time, but I was still doing my old editing and admin and reaching out to people and whatnot. And I don't know, for some reason, it's like a Jedi mind trick where people want to work with individuals that are kind of like booked and busy and they're showing themselves off on social media. And so I knew that already. And I, I just doubled down on social media content. I went crazy with posting a lot of micro content, such as reels, little portions of interviews, little three by three videos that I love to do, just eye candy stuff. And I'd always have a call to action on my social posts. And I still practice this method till today. I actually just posted a video today uh, of just BTS work. And I already had three inquiries just based off that social media post. Granted, I'm not going to land all three inquiries, but it's a numbers game. I love what you said too about repurposing. I think we forget that there is power in repurposing your content because, you know, I feel like a lot of the times in our mind, especially now with how much social media has evolved and how we've had to really change our strategies, we feel like we have to come up with things that are new and fresh that maybe people just haven't necessarily heard of. But at the end of the day, it really is like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just need to take what works. And, you know, especially if it's content that is your strength that you're really good at, repurposing can just be so powerful because it's not the same people that are, I mean, of course you are going to have some people that interact with your content, but you're also, not everybody's going to see your content. So I think that's so valuable, but it's also like simple, right? It's a really simple strategy that you implemented even just said today with you having three inquiries. And I think that's just so powerful. And so another thing that I love, because I love your video content, like I love your style, everything. It's really unique. And so one thing that I've noticed about you is that as creative entrepreneurs, like we have to adapt and innovate constantly, consistently. And especially for you, I the vibe that I got when I was like researching you and looking you up, it comes very natural to you. But I think it's really difficult. It's not a skill that everybody has. And so for you, how were you able to do that so well? Trust me, it's like a lot of years of practice. I I always knew I wanted to make content, not just for like client work, but also for myself. I like to say I went to YouTube University and I just consumed so much YouTube vloggers, travel vloggers, uh, BTS filmmakers as well. I just consume all that content and just naturally... I always thought like, wait, what if I make my own kind of content? How do I want to approach this? And so, of course, I overthought it in the first years of wanting to create content. And so I didn't, I I stopped myself from creating because I was just trying to figure out the perfect plan when in reality, there is no perfect plan. You just kind of have to do it and just tweak it as you go. And so, yeah, in the very beginning, trust me, I was very cringe. Like, uh my first ever podcast that we we produced with my buddy who's a photographer i was very bad i look at that and i'm like man i could have done this better i could have done that better and so all those years of just putting myself out there in front of the camera i mean naturally you're only going to get better you cannot get worse mm-hmm. and so 
just putting myself out there more and more. It just, I got a lot more comfortable being in front of the camera. I'm to the point where now I actually enjoy seeing myself in front of the camera and hearing my voice, which a lot of people can't really say that for some reason. They just hate hearing their voice. They hate seeing their face, especially the clients that produce their content. They want to get into the content creation game because they know this is the wave, but at the same time, they're just not as confident. Um, and so it just takes a lot of practice. That's a lot of time and a lot of effort and practice makes perfect. I mean, you had me fooled, okay, because <laughs> I thought that came natural, you know, but I think I get it. Like, but that's how good you're doing it. You know what I mean? Just how you're consistently showing up, how you're consistently adapting, because right now in this state, video is going nowhere. And that is something that we have been prepped for since Snapchat days, <laughs> you know, but now it's just, it's at a whole new level. And the thing is, is based on a wise all video survey, I learned 91% of consumers want to see more online video content from brands. And I think that you are a prime example of that, of the fact of like how you were able to hit six figures and also to just consistently getting inquiries, getting booked and busy. And also to like 92% of marketers, content creators like yourself reported that video gives them a positive ROI. So they are seeing the returns from investing and putting in the work into video. And you have just, again, like social media is changing so much. You have adapted and changed to every platform and you have a very distinct style to you. And so another question I wanted to add to that is because you said this is a practice, right? Like you have practice. And so for business owners, is it, number one, how, what advice would you give to business owners that really do struggle to adapt and change? Like they want to get on video or they currently have been getting video, they've seen results and maybe it just kind of, you know, fizzled out and they're wanting to get back into it. Like how would you, what advice would you give for people just to continue to adapt and try new things in their business? I get this question a lot from clients that want to work with me and they want to do, of course, everyone wants that clout. Everybody wants to post content three to four times a week, if not a lot more. And they want to see those numbers. I like to ground them and slap them with a case of truth. Like, hey, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. If you want to do this for real, it's going to take weeks, if not months, if not probably years until you see real organic reach. Unless you want to put some funds into social ads, I'm all about that. But do not buy followers, do not buy engagement because it's only going to destroy your social media. And so I just tell them the truth like, hey, like if you want to do this, it's going to be a long journey. We need to get to know each other well. I need to get to know your style of content. I need to get to know what you like, what you don't like. So it makes things a lot more easier for both of us. I save you time and just makes things a lot more efficient. And so for the most part, they all sound like they're, they're game. But after a few weeks, it does get draining producing content. It does take a toll. It takes a lot of energy. And uh, especially if you're not monetizing it or if you're not seeing that ROI, I understand why individuals cannot invest in, into video content. So it's a, it's a very tricky situation because people want to produce content, but at the same time, they want that fast ROI, which unless you go viral, is very rare to go viral. It's less likely going to happen, but I try to encourage it. I know that sounded really like a downer right now, but I try to encourage them like, hey, we are going to see some real growth if we stick to this plan. I try to give them a game plan. And if they're with it, perfect. And if they're not, then I'm probably not their best guy. Uh, so I try to keep it as positive and as honest as possible if they're wanting to hit a million views really quick I, I let them know from the jump like hey i'm not going to be your guy like if you want a, a kid that just to film you just to film me then i could point you to the right direction but if you want to really make this and grow this i could definitely help you out i love that though because i i would love your take on this too because i 
it is true. Content creation takes a lot of work and you can get burned out very, very easily. But I think I always say this, that social media should fit into your life, not the other way around. And so do you believe that, you know, if you were able to create a a plan that is sustainable for you, whether that's once a week, twice a week, three times a week, do you still see feel like you could still see the same type of results? Well, I can only speak for myself. Yeah. For example, my podcast, I made myself a promise that, hey, you know what? I took a year off of podcasting. I started a brand new one and I said, I want to create and post every single day on Instagram micro content. Mm -hmm. And so it's been, um, I just dropped episode 36 yesterday. And so it's straight and I haven't missed a week. Like even if I go on vacation, cause I take a lot of trips. I, I I'm a huge believer of work-life balance. Even if I'm a trip, I am going to film a podcast right there. And then I don't care if I'm in a hotel or a, or an Airbnb or whatever. So is it time consuming? Of course it is. It, it's, but I know this because I, I get, again, I've been consuming this for a long time and I know what it takes to create content. I've been in both ends from behind the camera, shooting people and being in front of the camera as well. As far as growth goes, I think if you have a certain strategy, like my, my strategy was to post every single day. And I know that's not sustainable for everybody. Mm -hmm. I understand that because it, it does take a, a different kind of energy to make that happen. I got rewarded. One of my videos hit 2 million views out of nowhere. Uh, and and ever since then, I, my following has definitely gone up on that specific podcast page. Again, I know it's not sustainable for everybody to do that, but if you really want to do this, definitely have some sort of plan. Like if you, if you say you're going to post three times a week, do it three times a week. It's kind of like HBO. If, if you're watching your favorite show, let's say Game of Thrones or something, and if they don't drop on that Sunday, people are going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. So you you got to deliver to your audience. 1,000%. And even though, okay, yes, like you post uh, once a day, yes, it's true. Not all of us can be able to sustain that. But I think, again, it's really asking yourself, what does growth look like for you? What does success look like for you? Our, our goals are so different and really creating a plan that aligns that. But what matters is you stick to it. Because I love the Game of Thrones reference. Because people were in that show. Like, I mean, <laughs> rioting. I was one of those guys. I know. <laughs> yes. Rioting, if anything was missed, right? So exactly. I love that. Like really being able to commit because your audience is going to be able to trust you when you are really being uh, sticking to those expectations. So again, folks, if it's one day per week or three days or every single day, just make sure that it's something that is really realistic and then can fit into your life so that you're able to sustain it and also enjoy the process because you can feel, I can feel your passion in right. your content, which is what is so fun. And so you love creating content every day, but not everybody's like that. And so I really love just like your aspects of and being realistic about it too. Like I know you said that you were being a, a downer. I didn't view it that way. I think it's just honesty. You know, this takes a lot of work. Being a business owner isn't easy. And, you know, there we are content creators. We are accountants. We are, you know, we play so many roles in our business. And so I think just honoring ourselves with where we're at. And I just, I love just like you being very realistic about what it takes to, for your business and what it is that you do. Yeah. And, and again, the way I approach this as well is like with social media, it, social media makes things look so damn easy. Yeah. I mean, you'll see Instagram reels or TikToks that say, hey, you want to make six figures in three days? This is how you do it. Follow these six steps. It's like, dude, that's all BS. It's not true. So again, I know some people are just going to eat that up and just believe it. I'm not mad at that. But at the same time, like, dude, like ask more questions like this is not this can't be real so same with social media how to go viral in three these three steps just follow these three steps or whatever buy my program or something like that it's like dude like it's all about consistency it's all about giving quality content um it's all about giving your audience something that they're going to gravitate and take that with them and i love that you said that it's all about building trust because it is about building trust essentially if you are 
if you're keeping it real with your audience, they are going to build that sort of trust. And that's, I don't know, that's just, it's, it's so simple to me, but it's, it, it just, it's a long, it's a long journey. I really am interested too, to hear about, because you know, you're all about work-life balance and so, and you saying that and you're pushing out videos a day. I'm really interested to hear more about what that workflow looks like for you. Because I think again, as business owners, number one, I think people are really burnt out right now with social media. Genuinely feel that. I think people, especially now where it's so hard to grow organically, especially on the more popular platforms like Instagram, TikTok. I mean, I am not on Facebook. I don't even know if Facebook is still one of those, you know, prominent platforms anymore. But I think people are tired. I think there's just so much overconsumption of content. And so what, especially for somebody who's posting every single day and work-life balance is something that you truly value. I'm really curious to know about your workflow and what that looks like and how you're able to sustain it. Well, as far as like work-life balance, uh, I like to, to me, it's, it's quite simple. I know I, I make things sound so simple, but it really is. In my opinion, I just literally post the content and I put the phone down and I step away. That's all I do. I don't necessarily consume a ton of content. And if I feel like consuming content, I will. Uh, but for the most part, I've been catching myself putting my phone on do not disturb when it once it hits 7 p.m. Sometimes I even turn off my phone and just enjoy a good TV show with my wife, you know, at night and something like that. And for example, like uh, I like to take a lot of trips because to me, the way I got into the filmmaking or videography space was to create travel content. I consume YouTube travel content from the very beginning from 2014, 2015 days. And it's something I just naturally fell in love with and booked myself a trip to Tahoe, which we're taking off tomorrow for the weekend. And to me, that's what fills the cup for me. That right there is just going to like rejuvenate me and make me once I'm done with that trip, I know I'm going to go extra harder on my work because right now I'm starting to feel like, all right, I've been grinding for the last three to four months time for me to do to step away and just go on a trip and not think about nothing and just film and create content for myself, which is like travel style photography, landscape photography, drone photography, and video as well. Yes. I love that. I love that you have found what it is that brings you joy and you are just diving into it wholeheartedly to be able to use that to rejuvenate you in your business. And so when you come back now, right? And like, what does that workflow look like with you too of like building out that content, especially as repurposing? Right, right. Well, for like my personal style content, that's not including podcast or like my business um, pages as well. I just kind of produce, I just produce stuff based off feeling. I know it's not the sexiest thing to say, uh, but if, if I'm feeling it, I'm going to open the laptop or start up my computer and just see what I could cook up. But if I'm not, then I won't do it. Like I have archives of amazing footage from different parts of the world that I haven't even touched yet. <laughs> so I should really get into that. But like, I just kind of create when I'm really feeling creating something for myself. I just let it happen natural. I don't want to make it feel like it's a job because I already do that with the with the podcast and with the content for my clients and whatnot. So I, I try to keep that as freely as possible. I like that though. I like that you give yourself the freedom and the space to change and flow, like right, innovate wherever that you feel necessary within your workflow to be able to produce the type of content that you would like to see. Because I feel like with content creation a lot, we have a tendency to put ourselves in a box, you know, where it's really difficult to explore other avenues. Like we kind of overthink things and we're like, well, I'm this, this is what I focus on. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And I think sometimes we forget that like, it is your business. You can talk about however things you want to talk about. You can show up any way that feels good to you because that's, what's going to lead you to see success. And so one thing I've loved is that just how social media has evolved and how has your content strategy really changed from back then to now? I 
try to follow as many trends, whatever I do my research, what's the newest trend for Instagram, what's the newest trend for TikTok or YouTube. So I try to adapt. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't want to adapt. I know people were like hating on reels when they first rolled out because traditional filmmakers like myself, they're like, oh, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be vertical. It's got to be standard. It's got to be uh, 16 by nine, not nine by 16. And so like, I thought it was a cool avenue. I thought it was interesting. Sure. I don't love it, but if I want to play the game, I'm going to play by those rules and I'm going to see what happens. And I enjoy creating vertical contents. For example, like I, I enjoy creating, I literally posted a video with one of those templates that real Instagram makes it so easy for you to create reels now. So they have all these templates. And so I created a BTS video with those templates and it's performing pretty decent right now. Uh, I just got to learn to adapt. That's it's as simple as it gets. And I'll keep saying simple so many times, but it's as simple as it gets. Just adapt. Yeah, but I think I love that though, because I'm going to be real. So we can hop into this discussion. I'm anti-trends. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> well, what kind of trends are we specifically talking about? I mean, there's there are certain trends where I, I find really cringe, but again, you got to stay true to yourself. Like yes. I'm not going to be an NPC character. Like that trend is so cringe for me. Uh, I, I don't like to do the whole pointing at things. That was like a trend from like last year. <laughs> That I'm not going to do. Yeah. I could produce it for my clients. Sure, I could do that because they always want to ride that wave. You know, they want to see what's trending and they, they want to get on that, uh, the algorithms. And uh, for me, like, I try to stay true to myself. If, if it's something that I enjoy, if it's not me, I'm not going to force it. But what I love about that is that you are taking trends and then you are making it work for you. Because we have a tendency, especially when TikTok came out, it was all the rave. When TikTok came out and then Reels, and that was the thing. People are like, well, I don't want to dance and I don't want to do this. And I'm like, well, you don't have to in order to still be successful. But like the fact is that you are still educating yourself on the trends, keeping up, trying to figure out what, what's working. You're experimenting with it and then taking what you've learned and really innovated it, like made it into something that really, truly works for you. And I think that is like the roadmap to success, especially in terms of content creation and that types of things um, and, and really taking that time to do that. I love that because, yeah, when we hear trends, it's like people are like, well, I don't want to get into it because it's so exhausting. It's like, yeah, because you're doing something that does not work for you. Do something that does not align for you. You take what you look, what you saw and and really shape it and make it fit for yourself so it feels good to you. And you are like a prime example of that. And one thing that I love about your content, like you have people go check out his content because it's really fun to watch, especially with your video content. It's very distinct very distinct. Like you can tell your voice, everything that you use in your video is just, it's Alberto style. And so I wanted to ask you just how, what techniques, key, like any strategies that you use to really figure out what worked for you. And you're like, all right, this is it. I'm going to keep moving forward with this. That's an interesting question. I, I mean, I've gotten so much inspirations from traditional filmmakers like the Christopher Nolans or the or the James Camerons and also have gotten influences from YouTube filmmakers like the Peter McKinnons, the Casey Neistats. I, as far as uh, creating what I love to create, I just, I don't know. It's just, I create pretty much whatever I feel like it. I know it sounds, it's not probably not the answer you guys want to hear, but for Instagram reels, for example, I like to still film and edit on a 16 by nine timeline, which is wide. And then from there, I pretty much rotated into reels. And so right there, I make you flip your phone, which I know a lot of people do not like that. But to me, it's like, I want to show you the nature of where I'm at. Like, for example, for Tahoe that I'm going to go to, I'm going to film the most epic landscapes. And I don't want to crop that into a nine by 16 because it takes away from the beauty of the atmosphere that I'm at. So I'm going to make you flip your freaking phone so you, you could actually consume 
that specific piece of content. So I, I'm probably going against the grain with that. And I'm maybe Instagram is not going to like that and shove me down into the algorithms and not show it to my core audience. But to me, it's like, it's, I don't want to create content for the viewer. I want to create content for myself. I like that perspective. And that's what I love. I love that there's, you just have so much freedom for yourself, which I love. Like you knew that was something that was against the rules. And I feel like too, that's social media content creation has come up with so many rules that we feel like we have to, again, put ourselves in a box where we feel very restricted and it's not fun. And you're doing something that's bringing you joy and it's paying off. Right. And I think again, it's like doing what's best for you, even if it's considered against the grain doing what's best for you and experiment. That's that time where you really experiment trying yeah. to really figure out your style. And of course, you know, as you're creating stuff and like, if you see the the numbers, the analytics that are working out for you, then lean more into that. And what does that look like for you? I think it's again, a really, it's supposed to be a really fun time to really learn more about yourself and your audience. And you can do, you don't have to choose. It's not one or the other. You can do it both where you're still serving your audience. You're speaking to your audience, but also to you're doing things that may not like may not fit the rules. Right. And right. might be very, opposite of what everybody else is doing, but that's what makes us business owners. You want to stand out. And so I love all of that that you shared. Correct. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, I think one of the reasons you mentioned this is why people get burnt out on social media is because they're chasing the algorithm, they're chasing the trend. And if it goes against who they really are, it's like, all right, I see why you're getting burnt out because you're, you're forced to do something that you really don't want to do. You're just doing it because you're hoping to get the views or you're hoping to get the likes or whatever. So if you stick to like what you like to create, just go full throttle on that. And, and let's see what happens. I mean, you never know, like I can't guarantee you success. You can't guarantee anyone's success because the algorithm is a, is a, huge question mark. So I think it's just, I think it's just best, at least for me is to just create for myself and kind of see what happens. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people too, when they're struggling with social media, especially right now, and if you're burnt out, especially right now, we want this really easy recipe of like, this is how I'm going to be successful. Step one, two, three. And it's just not like that. My account is so different from the person next to me. And so it's again, really, truly experimentation and doing what works for you. And I agree with you wholeheartedly as like a storytelling strategist, like just lean into what you already have and lean into what is already working for you and feels good to you. Because you matter too in the process and the business is your business. You equally as matter just as much as your client does. So right. do what also feels good to you because I feel like it's a lot easier than to attract the people that you're trying to to attract. And so another question that I have too, I'm really curious to know, especially again, everything is just evolving. Social media has evolved. What do you think the future of businesses, like especially in terms of content creation for business owners will look like? Because one thing that I thought was really interesting was that like 85% of small businesses that are innovative, they saw more growth in their business compared to other business owners that really weren't innovative, that didn't adapt well to change. So what do you think the future looks like in terms of content creation? How can we, again, just be more adaptive and innovative? Well, that's a pretty tricky question because like, I can't tell the future. <laughs> I don't know what the trends are going to be in the next six weeks or whatnot. But I think if you see something that you like and like, hey, I've never seen that before. Let me see if this works for my business. Then I'll go for it. If you are ones that do not want to adapt to the game, then good luck. I mean, unless you want to put some dollars in social media marketing or on the newspaper, if that even still exists, you need to like play the game to in order to succeed successfully and have a, a social presence for your business. Um, so I think it's be adaptable. That's as simple as it gets. Just be adaptable mm -hmm. to the game. I don't know what's going to happen in the near future. I'm 
constantly consuming knowledge and information from a variety of content creators. Uh, to me, this, this kind of thing excites me. Like I don't, that's the beauty about this. Like we're in such a unique time. I always say this is like the gold rush of content creation uh, because there's so much going on. There is no roadmap to how to succeed into this because we're still trying to figure it out as we speak. Yeah, I love that you said that. And I, I'm giggling at myself. I'm like, I shouldn't ask that. He, you're just like a free bird. You just go, <laughs> you know, you're just living your life and going with the flow, which I love that about yourself. Like, I love that about you because- Can you tell I'm from California? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just like, I'm just going to go with the flow. I don't really know what things will look like, but you're enjoying the ride. We don't know what things are going to look like and that's okay. But yeah. I, you're like, I know today, this is what's going to do. This is what I'm going to do and this is what's going to work. And if it doesn't work tomorrow- that's all good. I will just shift and I'll figure it out and I'll change. And I think that mindset is just so powerful, which speaks to why you have a successful business already. So I absolutely love that. So so one final question I would love to ask you is what do you think is the biggest differentiator between the businesses that succeed and the ones that fail? I think, and I, we already touched on this, but I think it's getting on social media and promoting your business let everyone know who are you, what is it that you do, and why should people rock with you? When I see businesses that don't have a social media, and if they do, they have not the greatest content, I think that's a difference. Like, For example, like great example right here. We were looking for hotels or Airbnbs on uh, for, for our Tahoe trip that's coming up tomorrow. We saw so much, maybe because I'm a visual creative, I saw there were so many bad photos and videos either through Airbnb or through like Expedia. And so like we went on Instagram, literally went on Instagram and we found some trendy hipster spots, but like they have great content and it and made me feel like I was already there in that specific hotel or house or whatever we're going to rent. And we booked the spot because of their Instagram page, because they had great aesthetics, because they had a great vibe and the great overall presence, social media presence. And so like that right there got us super hyped about the place that we selected um, because we were not finding anything pretty good or sexy on Expedia or Hotels.com or Airbnb. Uh, so that right there, they they got our business because of their social media. And all it took for them was they had they definitely had high quality photos. So they probably invested in a photographer to get those images and repurpose those images because those are pretty much evergreen images and got us our 600, 700 bucks for our stay. Yeah, but I think that's just so important, right, of creating valuable content. And I think obviously because you're a filmmaker, you're a photographer, so like naturally, right, you lean more towards beautiful photos, high quality videos, and totally, absolutely. But it's also too of like just adding to that of you just work with what you have as long as the content is valuable, right? Like, so don't be intimidated or anything like that. Like work with what you have. You have permission to be free and however you want to show up in your business and you're going to be able to attract the right people. But it doesn't negate the fact of what you said of like, it's so important to have that presence so people can like, know, and trust you. And I absolutely love that. So Alberto, I have loved this conversation. It has been so fun chatting with you and just hearing more about your story and where can people find you if they want to connect with you more? If you guys want to connect with me, uh, feel free to reach out on Instagram at a underscore Mendoza underscore. And if you are a filmmaker or a photographer or a freelancer, I also have my own podcast at Modern Creative Podcast where we discuss filmmaking tips, photography tips, freelancer tips. And guys, I love what you guys are doing with the whole business structured uh, podcast. Like I've learned so much through you guys' podcast. It's like insane. Like it's it's not even fair. You guys should be charging for this kind of content. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Okay. Well, you are amazing, Alberto. I have – honestly, y'all, please check out his content. Check out his videos. Like, I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, It's been really fun just to get to know you more. And I am – we here at HoneyBook, I can say we are rooting for you, honestly. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And, and shout out to HoneyBook, too. Like, HoneyBook has definitely – that's helped a lot with my business as well mm-hmm. as far as, like, client relations, obviously. Uh, But, like, I legit landed – I remember landing a $15,000 gig just because I sent a proposal from HoneyBook. And they were so wowed. They were like, I love the aesthetics. This goes back to like the online presence thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love that you actually took the time to give us a nice, beautiful looking proposal. Those little details matter. And so for me, like if I want to get to the level that I want to get to, I need to up my game and get fine tune those details. So little shout to HoneyBook for that. Well, we do what we can. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but I love that. Oh, I love that so much. And I think, again, it just goes to the importance of like really just creating an amazing client experience. Again, like doing what works, adapting and changing and learning new things so that you can really build the business, a sustainable business that you love. And so I just, it's it's been fun. This conversation has been awesome. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Akua. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor being in your guys' podcast. And uh Can't wait to hear more. Absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And until next time. That ends our episode of the Independent Business Podcast. Everything we've discussed today can be found at podcast.honeybook.com. Head to our website to access for show notes, relevant links, and all of the resources that you need to level up. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss our future content. Drop us a review and leave our guests some love on social. And thank you again for listening.